This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I finished these fights. Give me a hell yeah. Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode 50 of the Top Rope Nation Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Drosty, and I will be running the host side solo tonight as Kyle Ross and Justin Joint, my usual sidekicks, are a little bit out of commission tonight. Uh, but I do have a guest on the line who I think you'll all be excited to hear from here in just a minute. But before we get to him, I do want to mention this is our second episode this week. Uh, so if you're just tuning in, make sure you check out episode 49 in our archives. Uh, Justin, Kyle, and myself talked all the latest news in the world of pro wrestling earlier this week. Uh, that show dropped late on Tuesday night, and I'm certainly biased, but i got to say it's one of the more entertaining and informative shows we've done in quite some time. We talked WrestleMania rumors, uh, all the details on the fabulous Moolah controversy, which kind of came to a head earlier today on Thursday. And uh, what we thought was one of the best promos in John Cena's career. So check that out. It's available on our archives on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Spotify, uh, TuneIn Radio, and of course, TopRopeNation.com. All right, so as I alluded to a moment ago, we are joined today by one of the fastest rising names in the professional wrestling business. You've seen him in Ring of Honor, PWG, on Being the Elite, and recently, he had a chance to work New Japan Pro Wrestling just a couple weeks back. Flip Gordon, welcome to Top Rope Nation. Hey, man. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me on uh, number 50. That's right. It's kind of a big it's show for honor. us. Yeah, definitely. So, Flip, for our listeners that aren't aware, uh, you haven't been in the wrestling business all that long, which makes the success you've had, you know, in a short amount of time, all the more impressive. Tell us a little bit about, you know, if you grew up a wrestling fan and how you got into professional wrestling. Yeah, so I grew up a fan, just like majority of professional wrestlers. It had always been in my life. And around 10, 11 years old is when I really knew that this is what I wanted to do for a living. And so... Around 2012, I didn't really want to finish college because I knew that I didn't want to do that. I knew that I wanted to wrestle. And so I just started uh, looking at schools, seeing where I wanted to go, see what would be the best fit. And I came across the New England Pro Wrestling Academy in uh, Massachusetts. And so I packed up everything I had where I was going to college in Idaho and moved to the East Coast and started training. Wow. So you were... You grew up in Montana, and then you moved to Idaho, is that correct? Yeah, I moved to Idaho for college. Okay. 
That's quite a move. That's a long way to go. Um, yeah. Did you have any inspirations like growing up? Like who did you look up to as someone that you wanted to kind of pattern your career after? Um, Eddie Guerrero, John Cena. Uh, those were my two favorites. Okay. Well, those are two good choices, I would say. Yeah. I'd have to agree. <laughs> did you yeah, did you have like a, a match you saw where it was just like a kind of like a moment in time where like you saw that match and it made you for sure know that you wanted to be a pro wrestler or any like specific matches as a kid that really inspired you that you always thought of, you know, getting into pro wrestling? I wouldn't say matches because um, I was just such a fan of the art of it. I wasn't really like, oh, this match is my favorite. This match is my favorite. But I was more attached to guys. Like, Eddie Guerrero made me want to do this. John Cena made me want to do this. Eddie Guerrero, uh, Rey Mysterio made me want to do this. Uh, like, guys like that just drew me in and made me want to be a professional wrestler. It made me fall in love. Mm-hmm. So did you, growing up in Montana, how, how often did you get to go to live shows as a kid? Never. They didn't. They don't even run Montana. Nobody does. Uh, I think big time wrestling now does. What I, from what I hear, and then now Defy Wrestling is actually making their debut in Montana in May, which I'll be a part of, which is very special. Oh, nice. So. Yeah. So you probably would have had to go to like Washington State or something to see a show. Would that be about the closest? Yeah. The first live show I ever saw was in Spokane, Washington. Okay. And for any of our listeners that, that haven't really seen Flip Wrestle too much, and if you haven't, you're missing out, check out Ring of Honor. They just uh, launched an on-demand service where you can see a lot of his you know, back catalog of matches. Um, you've got a really acrobatic style. You've been um, kind of compared to like a young AJ Styles. Uh, you know, I saw you wrestle Will Ospreay in Chicago last fall, which was just an awesome match. You guys have very similar styles. Did you uh, did you have like any kind of gymnastics training growing up, or like how did you how did you get in that particular type of wrestling style? Um, I, I wanted to do gymnastics as a kid, but my mom couldn't afford it, so I kind of just taught myself how to do flips in the backyard. And then when I went to college, I dated a cheerleader, and she really helped me because she was into gymnastics, and so she kind of coached me, and then her coaches kind of coached me and advance my gymnastics skills so much more. And that's why I have such control of my body when I'm in the air is because I learned that through gymnastics while I was in college. Hence the name, Flip Gordon, right? Yep. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) I want to get into that in a second and how you got to the name. But before we get there, so you mentioned that you you go to the East Coast uh, to attend wrestling school. So for the people that haven't followed your career that closely, you are very heavily linked to the military. Um, you've got like the G.I. Joe themed T-shirts, which cheap plug, you can pick those up on ProWrestlingTees.com flip. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I think you come out with like dog tags on once in a while. Um, what, what's your history with the military and where did that come into the picture when it came to you moving out to the east to train for wrestling? Yeah, so back in 2012, I enlisted in the Army. And so I've the Army National Guard, actually. And so that's the part time. You have the active duty National Guard and Reserves. National Guard and the Reserves are very similar. They're part time one weekend a month. And I did two years before moving over to Massachusetts. And when I first moved here to Massachusetts, it was really tough because I wanted to wrestle every weekend. 
but the army was getting in the way. Um, but now I have a special deal where I just have to do two days a month and I get to choose those two days, uh, whatever works best for me because they're very supportive of my wrestling career and they know that I'm gone every weekend. So it's really cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's really awesome. They work around that. Have you been deployed at all? I have not. No. Okay. All right. Well, that kind of leads into the next question then, which is, so I mentioned a second ago, the, the name, where does the name Flip Gordon come from? How did you come up with that? Is there a good story behind that at all? Um, Gordon is my middle name and also my late uncle's name. So I kind of always wanted to use that ever since I was kind of a kid, especially because my real last name, everybody messes up. And so at first I wanted to go by Travis Gordon, which is obviously Travis is my real first name. And um as soon as i started training at the new england pro wrestling academy people just started calling me flip or the flippy guy or flippy and i kind of was like flip gordon uh i kind of like that kind of sounds like flash gordon like a superhero Mm -hmm. and it it was the first nickname i ever got i'd never had a nickname growing up so being called flip was kind of cool because i was like hey it fits me i am flip so that's how i got my name very nice so when exactly were you signed by Ring of Honor? Because like we mentioned earlier, you've kind of shot up the ranks really quickly here. Um, and I know there's a story kind of related to this. You were wrestling in Baltimore, I think, for Ring of Honor, and it was one of your first matches for them. What's, what's the story there behind how they, how they signed you up? Um, so I had a tryout camp last year in January. And in April, they invited me to Baltimore to wrestle Matt Seidel. And after the match, the crowd chanted, please sign Flip, which was such a cool feeling. And it was the next month after that in May when I officially signed with Ring of Honor. So I haven't even been signed a year yet. Okay. And yeah, since you've been with Ring of Honor, you've had some really awesome matches. Um, I said it a second ago, but the first time I saw you wrestle was at the Global War show in Chicago uh, last fall. And you and Will Ospreay tore the house down. I think Dave Meltzer gave that show that match like four and a half stars. And uh, at that point, that's when I was like, I have to get this guy in my podcast. <laughs> this guy is, he's going somewhere. Um, yeah, that match was one of my funnest matches I've ever had. And it was The electricity in that building was insane. I love wrestling in Chicago. Yeah, I, I wrote a review of that show on uh, popculture.com and... Uh, I had two photos I took from the entire show that like featured in that article, and one was Kenny Omega's entrance, and the other was you and Osprey wrestling. So that was that was that's awesome. A, yeah, definitely a highlight. Um, I want to get to your recent debut in New Japan, which uh, was kind of in conjunction with Ring of Honor, um, in just a second. But uh, do you have any favorite matches in particular that you've had during your time in ROH? Because I mean, you just wrestled Takahashi. Uh, you took on Cody in Manhattan. And what are your thoughts? What are, what are your most memorable matches in your short time there? Oh, man. Me and Cody is definitely one of the funnest matches I've ever had. It's definitely going to be a match I remember for a while. Me and Marty also had a really good match in Philly uh, for TV. And that was another match that I always... If I want to watch a good match to see something like... Like watch a match that I did that I love... And, like, very little things I would change. I watch Cody, Osprey, and Marty. Those three matches are my top three. Okay. Uh, what was it like working in New Japan for the first time? 
Oh, it was insane. I like I came out through the curtain. I couldn't help but just smile because I had set the goal to debut in New Japan before my three year mark. And a lot of people told me I was crazy and that I was thinking a little bit outside the box. But I I pushed myself to get there and I finally got there and it was such an accomplished feeling. So it was really cool. I know that, uh, so you're a little bit younger than me, but, uh, not too much. I did a lot of like tape trading growing up. Did you like, how did you watch new Japan as a kid? Were you able to stream it online? Did you, did you ever uh, go into the world of tape trading or DVD trading? Like, did you follow new Japan at all as a kid? No, I didn't even know new Japan existed until I started training. When I started training, I only thought there was WWE. I didn't know about Ring of Honor. I didn't know about Impact Wrestling, Lucha Underground, CMLL. I didn't know about all these other companies until I started training and was like, oh my gosh, there's another, there's a completely other side. There's this other world of wrestling that some people have no idea about. And it's so much better, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talk about that on the podcast a lot, how a lot of fans like to complain about WWE, you know, and the storylines and stuff. And we're like, there has never been a better time in the history of pro wrestling to be a fan than right now. There's so many options out there. And because of the internet, you can see them all pretty much. Well, 100%. I think if if you don't have a subscription, at least two streaming services for wrestling to two different companies, you're not a real wrestling fan, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. 100% 100% agree, definitely. Um, one thing I, I had jotted down here about Japan is I, I've read a lot of interviews and talked to some wrestlers, you know, USA versus Japan. Did you notice anything in particular about, like, how American fans compare to Japanese fans, whether it's, like, if you meet them on the streets or, like, in the venue itself? Do you, any, like, differences that stand out to you? I feel like American fans are like so give me, give me, give me. Like they like they expect us to go out of our way, whereas Japanese fans are just so grateful just to see you. Uh, they're like they they're so much. Their mannerisms are so much more. They always say please. They always say thank you. Whereas some Americans will be like, can I get a picture here? Come here, give me a picture instead of hey, can I please have a picture? Like they're just so much more like passionate over there as a country like they'll bring gifts to the show for wrestlers you wow. know what i mean it's, yeah. it's just a completely different culture and it's so cool because wrestling over there is like a legit sport and that's not the way they treat it whereas here in america i feel like it, there's so much wrestling here that it's just it's taken for granted yeah the, i was gonna say that like the media over there is completely different right like you're getting like actual sports page coverage and everything yeah, you're getting front page of newspapers, you're getting in magazines. Same thing in Mexico. It's wrestling's huge in Mexico. Your 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 billboards are posted all over the city, magazines, on the news, everywhere. Whereas here in America it's not like it's like, oh, a wrestling show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I get you. Um any any funny stories, interesting stories about traveling Japan for the first time? I mean I, I assume you hadn't ever been there before. No, I had never been there before. Um, but something really cool is uh, I got to go to the gym there. And like I said, they're big on respect. So when you first get to the gym, you have to take your shoes off to walk into the locker room and stuff. And then you have to wait until you get on the other side to put your shoes back on. And the funny part of the story is on our way back, I was so confused because obviously being my first time and we were using the subway and I for some reason, could not get through the subway because I was using my room key instead of the train key. 
<laughs> so people were looking at me weird. And I was like, sorry, it's my first time. <laughs> oh, God. Nice. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I've seen some rumors out there. I don't know if you can share this or not. I was just curious. Any word on if you're going to be in the best of the Super Juniors this year? Um, I haven't heard anything yet. But at the end of my tour in Japan, Takahashi uh, pretty much said, please come to the Super Juniors. And then this past weekend in New York, after our match, he told me to come to the Super Juniors again. So I'm hoping that's a hint. I'm hoping maybe they'll listen to him if they haven't already included me in it. I hope they reach out because I would love nothing more than to be part of the best Super Juniors this year. I think uh, I think there's definitely room for you. We know Ricochet is not going to be there this year, and uh, they could use. I think they could use Flip Gordon for sure. I hope you're right, man, because there's something about Japan that I had such a blast, and I, I honestly can't wait to go back. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I, I do subscribe to New Japan World, so I'll be checking it out <laughs> the next time you Heck head yeah. back. That's one of my two. Oh, actually, I subscribe to like four of them, but definitely <laughs> one of my services that I subscribe to. Um. We're getting towards the end here, but we, we got to talk about this all-in show because uh, for the listeners who don't watch Being the Elite, um, catch them up to speed on what's been happening there. How did your involve? Well, first of all, how did your involvement with Being the Elite start out? Because that is a mega popular show on YouTube. You're on it all the time, and uh, anyone that watches it knows it's kind of been a reoccurring theme on if Flip's going to be all-in or not. Yeah, so the, the way I got on the show initially is we were down in Mexico, uh, for this company called The Crash in Tijuana. And the Bucks kind of just came up to me, and they were like, hey, can we use you? Can we bump you real quick? We have this idea. And it just took off with the fans. Uh, I don't know how much they planned it. It seemed to be on the fly to me. But the f- fans just got behind it. Where do you think you're going? Welcome to Ring of Honor. Even the Cody's uh, who the F is Flip Gordon line. It just <laughs> took off, and I think that they just kept it going with the harmful ribs. And now I'm, I wouldn't say a main character, but I have a good, solid storyline on this very, very popular YouTube series. Yeah, definitely. No, I think I think people look forward to seeing you on there. You are on it, like, almost every episode, it seems like, now. So. Yeah, it's it's been a blast, and it's helped me so much. It's helped me grow as a performer from talking in front of a camera to to acting and like coming up with this character, Flip Gordon, that you wouldn't get to see on Ring of Honor television. I, it gives me a chance and opportunity to show a different side of me, which is really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, so most performers get into the business, like you mentioned, when you got in, you really only knew WWE. And uh, a lot of the guys that get into wrestling, you know, their ultimate goal is to reach WWE. And I read an interview you did, I think it was with CBS recently, and you said that right now you actually wouldn't even want to go to WWE. It's not really on your immediate radar. You're kind of enjoying what you're doing right now. Um, If you were signed by WWE eventually, though, um, if you look at their roster right now, who are some guys up there, either WWE or NXT, that you would really like to work with either for the first time or maybe you've worked in the past? Oh, gosh. Um, John Cena. He's my dream match. Uh, always has been. Um, trying to think who else they got. I haven't watched it in forever. Um, Neville. Definitely hmm. would love to work with Neville. Um, Tommaso Ciampa. Gargano. That'd be fun. 
Finn Balor. That'd be fun. Seth Rollins. Those are just a few. Seth Rollins, there's an Iowa guy here from my home state. That would be a great match. Um, have you have you and AJ ever crossed paths at all? I've met him a few times, but we've never wrestled. I wish. that That's definitely another dream match. I, I completely forgot he was on WWE now. Yeah, when I, you know, I was talking to some of my friends who are kind of like, you know, halfway uh, wrestling fans. They kind of follow it, but not not as much as I do, obviously. And I told them I was going to be interviewing you, and they're like, well, who'd you compare it to? I'm like, young AJ Styles, like early 2000s TNA flip reminds me a lot of him. So I I've think been that getting was- that a lot lately. It's crazy because he's one of the best wrestlers of all time. Yeah, I used to... Uh, a review TNA for Meltzer on the Observer, like back in the early 2000s when they first started on, uh, they were on like Fox Sports back then. So AJ was really young then, and uh, your matches, yeah, they your your style, your even like your mannerisms, they really remind me of young AJ. That's cool. I mean, it's not a bad comparison, that's for sure. Yeah, that's a good comment. That's for sure. All right, we're getting towards the end. We're gonna do some rapid fire questions here. Um, just kind of some kind of word association, I guess, or just, you know, short answer questions. And the first one, I, I have a pretty good feeling how you're going to answer. But uh, the first question is, if you had a dream tag team partner, dead or alive, who would he be? Eddie Guerrero. I was pretty sure that's who you are going to say after earlier in the conversation. Uh, will you be getting any title shots soon for any of the promotions you're working Well, on the most recent episode of Ring of Honor TV, I beat Shane Taylor. Uh, for a future opportunity at the television championship. Okay. So nice. I, I bet I hope so. I, I earned that. <laughs> are you Are you booked for that uh, show in New Orleans at all yet? I am. Do you know who you're work Who are you working at that show yet? Um, I do. Is that that's under wraps right now? Yeah, we just filmed it for ROH TV this weekend. Okay, all right. I won't pry any further. Understandable. But you are going to be there. That's cool. Yes, I will be there. Okay. Um, Do you have an all-time favorite wrestling event or pay-per-view of all time that you've ever seen? Oh, that's tough. I I don't think I have a favorite event, but I have a favorite match. Okay, which one? And that's Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio Halloween Havoc 2. Oh, man. That is a great match. Good choice. I could watch that every day for the rest of my life. It's such an amazing match. It's such great storytelling. Yeah. I remember being like 11 or 12 years old watching that match on pay-per-view. That was a great, great match. Solid choice. I like that. Um, we kind of talked about this off-air. Your home state, Montana Grizzlies, are about to play the Michigan Wolverines. I think it's actually just tipped off as we're recording this. Did you fill out an NCAA tournament bracket this year? I have not. I've actually have never filled one out. I don't follow college sports as much as I do professional sports, mainly just because I don't have the time. I'm yeah. very busy. I'm always traveling. I'm always on the road. Um, I don't even have – I don't own a TV, so like I, I – even when I'm home, I'm not on TV, like watching anything. So, what's uh, all around that subject? I didn't have this one jotted down, but what what are your favorite pro sports teams? Uh, I'm a Boston sports fan. Always have been. Um, Patriots, Celtics, Bruins, Red Sox. Okay. Well, it's too bad. Uh, too bad Justin's not on the show. My co-host, he is a massive Celtics fan. So you guys could have over that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big. Time. We're doing good this year. 
Yeah, I'm I'm a Bulls fan, so uh, we're trending downward, and you guys are trending upwards. So. Yeah, well, you guys were good a few years ago. It's yeah, turn. <laughs> that's true. We took Thibodeau from you guys, and we're doing good. And then I have no idea why we let that guy go. But uh, there's yeah. been some weird trades lately. I, it, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Even the NFL, like we lost so many people on the Patriots. Like, there's some NFL teams that are not going to look the same next year. It's so crazy. Yeah, there's just so much movement across all the sports anymore just doesn't even matter like it's it's very rare i don't even buy jerseys really anymore because it's like i'll get a guy's jersey and then like two years later he's not on the team anymore and i wasted my money. yeah it's because guys want they they trade to either get more money or to try to win a championship instead of just being loyal like they used to yeah that's why there will never be another michael jordan or tom brady that's right there's hey. those two people you just they were loyal and they were the best at what they did so mm-hmm. full agreement man <laughs> definitely even agree. lebron had to leave to get his first ring so yep, yep i have that lebron mj debate with people all the time i'm like jordan won with his original team never left never lost in the finals and a debate yeah so no question about it michael yeah. jordan's the best of all time oh yeah um what's your all-time favorite movie flip liar liar <laughs> Hey, there's a wrestling reference in that, isn't there? Isn't he taking his kid to like a wrestling show? Yep. Yep. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I do remember that. Um, the best movies in the world. <laughs> I just watched the uh, the Jim Carrey documentary on uh, like the backstage stuff on filming Man on the Moon. Have you seen that yet? I have not. That sounds interesting, though. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's, it shows you know how he got into the Andy Kaufman character. You get some Jerry Lawler in there. It's pretty interesting. Check it out. That's awesome. I'm definitely gonna have to watch it. Yeah. Um, when you're on the road, what is your go-to restaurant? Oh, gosh, that's tough. <laughs> um, I like Applebee's or TGI Fridays. Solid, solid. Uh, all-time favorite band or musician? Oh, gosh, that's tough. Maybe Eminem, but I love all sorts of genres and music and artists. I don't stick to just one. I always listen to multiple. Okay. And last one I have, all-time favorite video game or video game system? Oh, gosh. Probably PS2. Uh, Need for Speed Underground 2, uh, the wrestling games. I feel like it was just the best system with the best games. Okay. Yeah, solid. All right. Well, I really appreciate you joining us. I want to take up too much of your time tonight, but... uh, well, maybe we can talk again when we get closer to that all-in show in Chicago. It'd be fun to have you back on. But uh, thank you so much for joining the Top Rope Nation podcast, Flip. It's been a pleasure. Of course. Thank you for having me. Number 50. Yeah, big-time show. Marking the occasion, episode 50. So tell our listeners, where can we find you on social media? Where can they get a hold of you? Social media is all the same. Twitter and Instagram, at the Flip Gordon. All right, check them out. Check them out on Ring of Honor. Uh, you can you can check out the Ring of Honor streaming service that just launched, and we think Flip will be back on New Japan at some point in the future. So check out the NJPW World streaming service, NJPWWorld.com. Thanks for tuning in tonight, and we will catch you guys next week.
For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.